Thank you, Nick, for everything. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. It's a self-proclaimed national holiday. It's my birthday, listeners. It's my birthday. Thank you, God, for making me everything that you have made me to be. And I want to dedicate this podcast to all of my loving friends that have been reaching out this week and thinking about me. It makes me feel so good. And I especially thank Carlos all the way from Brazil who got me something right on time. So thank you. I love you all. Let us pray. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else on earth than with you right now. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight, Lord for I can't walk alone. Amen. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, Restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. And I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 
And now from Avis Marcus, this is a meditation of praise for unanswered, oops, for answered prayer. (sighs) Father, sometimes I pray and I wonder if you will answer my prayer request and then you respond. I do not always acquire what I desired, but getting a reply assures me that you are listening. So I praise you for answered prayer. I praise you for teaching me to seek the eternal treasures that are connected to you and not allow me to become consumed with earthly desires, which will deteriorate and will reinforce a love for temporary pleasures. I praise you for being a true father and exercising your sovereign power over my life. My wisdom is limited, yours is unlimited. My requests can sometimes be emotional and short-sighted. Your answer encompasses the spiritual plan for my life. My mind may only consider one view of the problem, mine, and your thoughts consider everyone in all the circumstances that may be affected. Father, I praise you for answering prayers for others and teaching me to pray for their needs as well. It is a part of my growth and development in you. I learn compassion and care because of the lessons that you write in my spirit. I praise you for blessing me with small requests, for enjoyment with my friends, laughter, holiday gatherings. I praise you for blessing my friends and family with answered prayers. Their joy in you fuels my faith and during dry spells when I grow weary, their delight keeps me seeking you. Father, I praise you for your timing. Yeah. You come through and everything falls into place in ways that are beyond my imagination. You are teaching me the importance of giving you praise just because you are my Father, Savior, and Comforter. Through my praise and thanksgiving to you, my prayers receive answers. I experience the comfort and reassurance of knowing your word is true. And you really do want me to make my request known to you. So thank you for being the answer to all of my prayers. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Psalm 66 says, But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God who has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Amen. Thank you, Mom, Paula, Patty, Rod Boy, for mailing your cards. They got here on time amazing thank you lots of love to you in new jersey stay right there
We'll be right back. We're just going to have a glorious day of praise and worship to our Lord. Today, since it's my national holiday, I want to hear from every source that I have at my fingertips. So, stay with me as we pray and everything has been written for this very day. Trusting God day by day says, be difficult to offend. Psalm 119 verse 165 Great peace have they who love your law nothing shall offend them or make them stumble People who want to live powerful lives must become experts at forgiving those who offend and hurt them When someone hurts my feelings or is rude and insensitive to me I find it helpful to quickly say, I will not be offended. I have to say those words quietly in my heart if the person is still in my presence. But later, when the memory of what he or she did returns to haunt me, I repeat them aloud when I say, I will not be offended. I always pray for God to help me realizing that I can do nothing without him. If you find yourself in hurt situations or times when you could be offended, you can say, I am not going to let negative people control my mood. They have problems and they are not going to give their problems to me. And then on the other hand, if you have feelings that get hurt regularly or you live in the agony of offense, just stop being willing to live that way any longer. Get busy on a new mindset and join me in becoming a person who is hard to offend. When you do that, you will open the door to more peace and joy than you have ever known before. People are everywhere, and you never know what they might say or do. So why give the control of your day to other people? Being hurt and offended does not change the people. It only changes us. It makes us miserable and steals our peace and joy So why not prepare ourselves mentally not to fall into the devil's trap? Developing the mindset that you are a person who is difficult to offend will make your life much more pleasant. Trust in him and don't get your feelings hurt easily. Trust God to help you become a person who is indeed difficult to offend. Amen. And strength for each day 
says God opens doors. Revelation 3, verse 7. These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. Trusting God to open the right doors and close the wrong ones for us brings much peace into our lives. I've tried pushing open a door that I wanted to walk through and the only result was frustration because it didn't work. However, I've learned to trust God not only to open the right doors for me, but also to close the wrong ones. When God opens a door for you, he makes things easy. When he closes a door, it's very difficult to continue trying to do what you've been doing. I've enjoyed many open doors in my life, and I've also had to learn that when God closes one, I need to walk away from it and trust him for what is next. God always has bigger and better plans for us if we will follow his lead. We don't usually do the same thing all of our lives because God promotes the faithful. Perhaps you're trying to hang on to something that God is finished with. If you will let it go, you will see that a new door will open and it will lead to something better than what you were trying to hold on to. God is faithful and you can put all of your trust in him. Father, I wanna trust you to open right doors for me and close wrong ones. Help me recognize what you are doing in my life and to follow your guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. Loving it, loving it. And now In Touch Magazine says, the Bible warns about the peril of an unbelieving heart. We need to realize that unbelief is a poisonous root of all kinds of evil. It's a blasphemy that strikes at the very character of God, accusing him of being untrue, unfaithful, and unreliable. This hideous cancer gnaws at the spiritual health of people. And God warns us that those with unbelieving hearts are in danger of falling away. And that's why we're told to encourage one another day by day. We need each other to come alongside in times of doubt, to persuade us to stay in the word, to keep our focus on Christ, to hold fast to our faith throughout life. A growing, intimate relationship with the Lord will keep our hearts tender and receptive to Him. Then we'll have assurance that our salvation is genuine so that we can enter the rest that He's prepared for His followers. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. And a spectacle of glory. 
We may look strong and stable as believers, but any thinking Christian knows that he or she cannot survive apart from relationships with other believers. When bitter winds of adversity blow, we need each other's support. When our minds are gripped by perplexity and we don't know which way to turn, we need the counsel, the perspective, and the listening ear of a friend. God engineered us so that we require the intertwining of genuine give and take fellowship. Even Jesus needed this. On the last night of his life, when the storms of satanic opposition began howling around him, he asked for help. He said, stay here and watch with me. If Jesus sought support from his disciples in the midst of his trials, how much more do we need our brothers and sisters? Encourage one another, build each other up, you need Jesus today, and you also need his people, and they need you. Father, keep me from living so independently, so separately from others. Show me how I might encourage, affirm, or build up the people that I come into contact with today. I need discernment from your Holy Spirit to know when to speak and what to say and to know when to be silent and simply be there. Amen. God's purpose for your life. Woohoo. <laughs> Mark chapter 12 verse 30. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. There are aspects of God's will that you never need to pray about. The ones that you are 100% certain are always the Lord's plan for you. And we see that in the Ten Commandments. The greatest commandment, of course, is to love God above everything and everyone else. We put him first, learn to listen for his voice, and watch for his path to open up before us. We are patient in our love for him and others. We don't demand our way or our rights. Instead, we surrender to God, regardless of what he asks, because that is the devotion that he deserves as our Savior and Lord. We are to be grateful. In 1 Thessalonians 5, Paul reminds us, in everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we praise God for his goodness toward us. We are no longer focused on what is wrong or our own feelings of inadequacy. Instead, we love him with everything we have. And this puts us in the center of his will. Alleluia. Jesus, I love and thank you with everything in me. You are all I have and all I need. 
Stay right there. Be right back. It's my birthday, listeners, and I am in the presence of our Lord. I feel his arms wrapped around me. I'm going to sing and worship all day long. I'm going to play the songs Olora sent me. (laughs) I can't wait. Okay, hope for each day. Mark chapter 8 verse 34 says whoever desires to come after me let him deny himself today christ is calling christians to cleansing to dedication to consecration to full surrender today on my birthday If you are a Christian and you've been suffering defeat or living outside the will of God, I beg you to surrender every area of your life to Christ. Only surrendered Christians will make an impact on our world. The world does not need any more lukewarm Christians or lazy Christians, quarrelsome Christians, doubting Christians, prideful Christians. The Bible says a double-manded mind is unstable in all of his ways. So let nothing keep you from fully surrendering your life to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Make the difference between success and failure in your spiritual life. And make the difference between your needing help and your being able to help others. It will revolutionize your habits, your prayer life, your Bible reading, your giving, your testimony, and your relationships. This is the Christian's Hour of Decision. Amen. And Isaiah 55 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Some people claim to be disappointed with God if he really cares about them or they wouldn't have so many problems. But since he doesn't do anything about them, they think, why should I bother with him? And as a result, they go through life without ever knowing God and without ever giving him his rightful place. You're gonna discover that these people that made no effort to seek God or find his answers to their problems, instead of being actively seeking him, will they passively expect him to come to their aid without any effort on their part. And they ignore Jesus's words and they ask, it will, and it says to ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Don't ignore Jesus's words. If you've never trusted Christ for your salvation, 
please don't sit back and wait for a better time to accept him. That moment may never come. And if you do know Christ and are still struggling with some problems or decision, do not try to solve it on your own. Commit it to God and seek his will without delay. That's the answer, listeners. Do not try to solve your problems or make decisions on your own. Honest to God, I give it to Jesus. I do. Commit to God and seek his will without delay. Amen. Commanding your morning daily devotional. Huh. It asks, does God know you? Matthew chapter 7 verse 22 says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then the Lord will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. You practiced lawlessness. I never knew you. Can you imagine what it would be like to hear those words when you finally get to meet Jesus face to face? This is the outcome we risk if we try to do the will of God without seeking the face of God. It's the risks we take if we settle into a comfortable pattern of doing the work of the Lord without getting our daily instructions from the Lord to do the work. This is to inch our way off the path that God has set before us without even realizing it. It is to despise the greatness of what God wants to do through us for the compromise of living well as we are and settling into a life without growth. Gaze towards the heavens and please repeat after me. Father, I will not attempt to do your will without first getting your word on the matter. What you want to do in my life is too big for me to manage on my own. I can't even comprehend all you have prepared for me so I certainly can't get to the finish line on my own. I need you. Father, order my steps according to 
your word. In Jesus' name, amen. And finally, God's way day by day says perfection is impossible. Romans 5, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. To strive for perfection is futile. Should I just give up trying? Should I give up trying to live an error-free life? Should I give up trying to do things in my own strength and power? Should I give up trying to force others to serve? Should I try to live a life without God's help? Listeners, most definitely give it up. God is number one in our lives. He loves us. He guides us. He protects us. He keeps us. So please go out today on my national holiday and have a great time spreading love and bringing others to the kingdom of God. Just show them the way. Thank you for coming to pray with me. See you tomorrow. Bye for now.